0: Off listeners, we've got a great episode for you today. It is late April, almost May. Uh, it's sort of spring. The weather is kind of warming. The ice has definitely melted. And we know the rock season is young, even though it may not feel super warm out yet. Um... <laughs> Before we get things going with the episode today, I just wanted to take the opportunity to introduce myself. I'm Sarah Casto, a local Boston climber. I joined the Off belay crew at the beginning of this year, and I'm subbing in for Michelle on this one. But don't worry, she'll be back for episode 12. And honestly, we had our work cut out for us on this one without her anyway. Thankfully, Rich took the reins with the recording equipment. And ultimately, I think it all went rather smoothly. Thankfully, our guest was so awesome, so obliging, and so psyched to talk with us that he made it incredibly easy to record this episode. We basically stuck him in front of the mic and he did all the work. There are some weird breaks in the interview because we were recording over Zoom and we are not professional enough to have have actual Zoom accounts, so just stick with it. We're still learning over here. On today's episode, we have Rob Brock. He's so hardcore that rock is in his freaking name. He missed his calling as a stuntman in the 70s with a name like that. Rob gets after it like no other. He's been climbing for 20 years, he's a 5'14 climber, and his knowledge and tick list are pretty extensive. And he's an Ohio native who basically commutes around the country on the weekends. After talking with Rob, I would describe him as nothing short of extremely disciplined and possessing the utmost psyche. It is shocking how much this guy fits into a week, and while we were talking, I had a feeling we were only scratching the surface. He works full-time, he coaches at his local climbing gym, he dabbles in route setting, and he has major projects out there. And on top of all of that, he trains pretty much daily. He has even taken up running in pursuit of his goals. Who does that? Not me. So sit back and enjoy our chat with Rob. This one's a bit long, but trust me, it could have been longer, so you're welcome.
1: All right, cool. Well, Rob, if we're to, to jump on into it here. Um, Let's do it. You know, I know you and I got introduced basically through Instagram because I know you've been traveling around and all over the place, frankly. But I saw you on the Western Mass Climbing Coalition Instagram. They like reposted mm-hmm. one of your photos from your Instagram. What's the what's the name of your Instagram?
2: Climb the States. Awesome. What's what's so, that all about? That is me being landlocked in Ohio. And wanting to get out and with my obsession with climbing wanting to basically see the postcard of america i've been to all 50 states i've been to all the big cities they all look the same what i want to see is the geography of this country and the mountains the oceans the the plains is as flat and straight and boring as they can be they have their own inherent beauty uh so i i just wanted to see it all and if i'm going to be climbing all the time anyways might as well just try to make a goal of it so that's how that started and it's been it's had hiccups uh as you and i have discussed but um and we can go into that in a little bit here but uh it's been going actually pretty fast i've been averaging so far about 10 or 11 states per year um, when, did,
3: when did you start out
2: uh, three years ago wow So I'm up to 33 officially well for this bucket list. So far, I've climbed way more than that. I've I've been climbing for uh, 20-ish years. I've been out west, but as part of this bucket list, I haven't ticked off anything in the Western region. I've got the Northeast complete. The South is complete. In October, I will have the Midwest complete. So I've got that one in the works. then everything after that, uh, we, all pun intended, uh, save the West for last. So
1: that's awesome. So you said that you're climbing a lot. I know you climb a lot because I get to see the Instagram, (laughs) but like you tell me about what you, you do for work and how you stay involved in climbing.
2: So I... Currently work, I'm the logistics manager for a live event production company. Uh, I used to work in recording studios. I used to do live sound. I used to tour around with bands, did like Warped Tour, OzFest, all that stuff. And wanted to basically settle down into something that was more 9 to 5 that allowed me to have a regular training schedule, that allowed me to get places on the weekends because that life on the road or life in the studio allows me like no time. So right now I make um, basically... Corporate events look like Motley Crue concerts is the best way to describe it. Where if Chase Bank uh, wants to have a quarterly projections earning Uh, meeting with all of their employees and everything Uh, we make it look cool so we will build out arenas with the big flashing lights projectors big PA audio stacks we will bring in top 40 acts like rascal flats or something and run a concert for their uh, employees and everything and that's what we do I used to do a lot of audio but now I'm in the uh, logistics side of it making sure all the things and all the people get to where they're supposed to be on time and deal with the logistical hurdles of that but it allows me to have a more set schedule now so I am one of those freaks that likes to get up super early my training for climbing starts at 4 a.m. Wow. Um, so I do a two hour workout between warm-ups and all the other things that go with it. And then I go home, shower, go to work. And then afterwards, I usually end up doing some more physical therapy stuff. I've had some shoulder injuries, sometimes route setting. I'm, I'm also a route setter, climbing coach on top of it. So I'm just, I'm like a shark. If I stop moving, I die. So, so, so when you?
3: Do- <laughs> When do you fit in the the climate states project with all of that?
2: Going uh, so that actually it gets really complicated. I have luckily a climbing partner uh, my buddy brian goes to most of these places with me when i first started it uh, it was just one of those like i'm gonna start it and here i go so i would drive off to the surrounding states pennsylvania indiana and everything just go bouldering kind of by myself and brian wasn't there for the beginning of it but he started tagging along with all these he's got a crazy schedule too so it's one of those things of like it'll be thursday or friday and it's like hey you want to go to kentucky tomorrow and climb at the red he's like sure and we'll make a day trip out of it. So we'll drive, we'll leave early in the morning, drive four hours down, climb a bunch of routes and then get some pizza at McGill's and then drive four hours back. The same thing happens with the, the actual trips is we'll try to figure out a week where uh, both of our schedules line up and then just cram in as much as we can. Like for instance, when we did New England, um, we drove all the way out to Massachusetts. We stayed the night. Uh, then we woke up, went to Farley and then we did, um, Bromley in Vermont, same day, um, so we, we basically chain multiple states. Sometimes we'll hit two states in one day and then drive through to the next one. So that night we stayed in uh, New Hampshire and then we hit Rumney, which is one of my all time favorite places. In fact, my favorite route of all time is Predator. I get out yeah. there every chance that I can. Waimea is, is one of my favorite crags in, in the whole country actually. Awesome. Um, and then next day we uh, went out to Shag Crag in Maine and then stayed, the, we went back and stayed the night in New Hampshire and then drove all the way back to Ohio. So it's it's a haul. We drive long stretches. I mean, we'll, we'll put in 13 hours on the road just to get somewhere, set up camp, and then blast through a bunch of states and, and get back. And we invite people all the time. It's not a schedule that a lot of people really wanna do, but it works for us we're ambitious like that and and we have the drive to actually kind of complete that so we make it work and we enjoy it and he's just as obsessed with climbing all these different places and and the same style of routes as me we both like the overhanging big burly kind of climbs over you know slab but we'll do that too if that's the only thing that's around so (laughs)
3: that's that's a pretty hard that's some hardcore dedication i feel like rich is probably wishing that you lived a little bit closer to uh, <laughs> to Charleston Massachusetts because that sounds very familiar in terms of the uh, the getting up early and then just driving out sleeping in your car whatever it is just to, yeah. like get on some stuff early I feel like Rich would definitely relate to that
2: we did uh, we did Iowa in one day uh, where Amazing. we we drove out we left at it was technically 26 hours we left at 10 pm. Drove through the night. We did split shifts driving. Uh, we drove all the way through. Got there at sunrise. Climbed and then drove eight hours home and got home like right at midnight. So we do dumb stuff like that too. Yeah,
1: that's a, that's amazing. <laughs> I, I always feel like I'm pushing it a bit when I do like day trips back and forth to Conway, which is like three and a half hours. And there's um, so you're you're
2: definitely like leveling up the game there on that. <laughs> side of it. I yeah. I don't like it. Uh, It's just kind of what our schedule dictates. Sometimes I work in a line of work that things go wrong and when they go wrong, they have to be solved immediately. So there's a lot of times where I'm on call or I'm working through the weekend or I only have one day of the weekend and I'm going to make the most of it. I've got projects that I'm working on and the best way to get through that is to have hands on stone. So I I make it work. And at this point with all those drives, four hours down to Red River Gorge is nothing. We don't even think about it. So it makes that a little easier. And especially with work and a project, it's just, Hey, are you, you available? And then we bolt down there.
1: Yeah. Well, I think it's, you know, to touch back on something you said before, just finding a way to make your professional lifestyle, accommodate what you want to pursue personally. Like that's, I mean, I hear about it a lot you think about the last couple of years is a lot of time. Uh, a lot of people are put in a position to self reflect on how they balance it all out. And, like, mm-hmm. you know, I think about it a lot. It sounds like you've put a lot of thought. And I think uh, one thing <laughs> yeah. after talking to you the first time that I really respect it is you found a way to put it into action. So you're like fighting to make it work. You know, that's something I definitely find admirable. I think it's pretty awesome, but it's not easy. I appreciate
2: that. Yeah. No, it's, it's not without its struggles. That's for sure. There are times where I'm like, oh, okay, I've got to prepare for a long drive. Like this next one where we're, we're finishing out the Midwest, it's 48 hours in a car. I just don't want to do that. Yeah. But it's so much easier that it gets a 12-hour drive to Kansas, and uh, it's so much cheaper and easier, the logistics of it, to drive ourselves than to get a plane ticket and fly into the middle of nowhere, or even Kansas City, and then rent a car, and then still have to pay for gas and lodging and all that stuff. It's easier to just drive. Yeah. Uh, so it's just one of those things where we'll just suck it up and drive 48 hours. Yeah.
1: <laughs> What are, you, what are you driving nowadays? It's tough. Uh, I don't know what gas so, prices are looking like out there, but I know it's not favorable anywhere. So. It's
2: in Ohio in Columbus right now. Uh, so actually, for those of you that I don't think we've actually said this, I'm in Columbus, Ohio. And uh, right down the street, its three seventy-five for gas right now.
1: Okay, we're about we're in about the same ballpark. I think we're, yeah. what, like three out towards Boston where you are, Sarah. So you're probably more on like the four low fours, right?
3: I was on fumes in my car today (laughs) and i was really really pushing it i pulled into a gas station it was 479 and i put 20 dollars in and stopped it i was like i can't do anymore
2: i when gas was over four bucks here i was doing the same thing i'd i'd put in a a certain dollar amount and stop it i just i was not i'd drive uh, a pickup truck uh, and uh, it is not cheap on the wallet. So I uh, I was gentle there. But we usually take Brian's car and he's got a Subaru. So it's a lot more uh, yes. fuel efficient. So uh, a little tighter uh, on the room, especially when you jam all the climbing gear and pads and ropes and all that stuff in there. But we make it work. That's yeah. awesome.
1: Um, so what are some of the current projects that you have going on? You and I got uh, to talk about a couple, but what states are coming up next? What active climbing projects are you work in? Yeah,
2: so the big thing trip wise is planning the Midwest. So we're going to in October hit Kansas and Nebraska, which I'm just mentally trying to get through. Do not. That's the one state I just don't want to do. I'm going to pretend uh, it doesn't exist. Uh, it is, there are two rocks. And they're both garbage. <laughs> and I don't even know if I'm going to turn the car off. Like, I'm just going to like run to the rock and just, just tag
3: it, run yeah, tra-
2: traverse <laughs> across the, the V2 and, uh, and then leave and never look back. So, <laughs> and
1: I'm sorry, is that, is that Nebraska or Kansas? That's Nebraska. That's Nebraska. Uh, Kansas okay.
2: actually, um, nothing that's like bucket list worthy climbs, but like more for the entertainment factor is uh there's this place called rock city and in the middle of flat boring kansas is this boulder field of like it's like 200 boulders or something they're like 12 feet tall they are spherical it looks like aliens just drop marbles in this field geology wise i think they like shifted their way from colorado or something like that if i remember correctly i could be way off but uh they basically shifted their way across the country and are in currently in kansas uh, and it's just fun stuff. I think there's a boulder that you can actually, it's like donut shaped. You can climb through it. So it's more of an amusement factor and just fun, nah, uh, sounds, which it
3: sounds like aliens drop.
2: Yeah. It, it, I just looked it, it up. It aliens, does. Yeah. It absolutely looks <laughs> exactly um, like, but you like you it's, it's fun. Like everyone I know that drives through going to Colorado or anything like that, they all stop there and everyone says the same thing. Like, it's just fun. Like it's nothing that you're going to write home about. There are a few other spots in Kansas to climb. But again, it's nothing to write home about. So I'm going to pick the unique thing. And then we're going to, it's another one we're going to do two states in one day. I'm just going to drive up through to Omaha and just close my eyes and, <laughs> and get it over with. And then we're going to go through the Badlands in South Dakota and take that cross into the Black Hills We're going to do day one at the Needles of Rushmore and get some of those old school routes in. And then uh, the next day we're going to hit Spearfish Canyon, get some really cool climbs out there. It's a beautiful area that never thought I'd recommend South Dakota as a climbing spot to people, but I've been out there before and it's a place I'm definitely going back to. So if you ever get a chance, go to the Black Hills. Any part of it is really cool. It's sandbagged for most of it. So... Be prepared. After that, we're going to go up into North Dakota and not a lot in that state either, but I did find a spot called Square Butte and it just looks completely out of place for North Dakota. If you look at pictures of it, it kind of looks more like Arizona than anything. It looks like a a desert cliff line, uh, something that you'd find down south and west. And then we're just going to haul it back. Uh, So trip-wise, that's what we're planning. And then we're going to get into all the like Nevada, Utah, all that stuff shortly after, I think. Route-wise, being close to New River Gorge and Red River Gorge, close being four hours away from both of them. I'd say that's close in the grand scheme of things. Like (laughs) after all the other places
1: you talked about, that sounds pretty reasonable.
2: Yeah, it's it's close. In the scale that you're talking about, it's definitely... (laughs) Yes, Uh, and it's worth it when you live in Ohio. (laughs) But (laughs) project-wise for routes, I'm working currently on a 514A called Omaha Beach uh, down at the Red in the Mother Lode, and it is very much my anti-style. I am a heavy climber. <laughs> I'm 5'8", and right now close to 200 pounds. That's just from MMA and rugby and all the lifting sports and contact sports that I've also been a part of over the years. Um, I'm just dense.
1: It's <laughs> a lot. That's a lot of meat to pull up. It's, <laughs> it's a lot of... it's
2: a, And that's actually... I've... I've adapted my training so I've I've had one good session on it so far learned all the rest positions and moves and all that stuff and uh, and right now like I'm good at shorter harder routes I'm good at powering through cruxes my gym that I go to is a bouldering only facility so like all I do is basically crux moves every day so dialing in that endurance for me especially at the red too the red is if you've never been there before it is the most pumped you will ever be on jugs. Most of the routes are like 60, 70, 80 feet there. This one is 130. Uh, It climbs mid twelves up to a roof and then kicks back at a 50 degree angle and then it just burn, 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 burn. Uh, It's a forearm killer and me being heavier it is a lot of weight to carry up there. So uh, that's actually one of my things on top of the tweaks to the endurance training that I'm doing is actually trying to shed a few pounds, which Normally, I do not advocate for uh, losing weight in climbing. Uh, A lot of people focus on the number on the scale, and I just say get stronger. When people cut weight, a lot of times they're cutting the wrong things out, and they're missing the nutrients and the water and and everything else that they need uh, when they could be focusing on just getting stronger at that weight. But... For me, it's just at 130 feet long, it is just too much meat to <laughs> carry up there. So I am trying to shed a few pounds, but not too much. So that's the unpleasant side of it. I'm I'm cool with fighting through the endurance. That's my anti style, but I love food. Uh, yeah, I'm man. a fat kid at heart, <laughs> and uh, and staring at the food and not being able to eat it is is the worst part. <laughs> so, yeah. That's tough. What, um,
1: what's the what's the next? I'm sorry if you said it already, but wh- uh, when are you going back to give it another burn?
2: Probably it's still going to be a few weeks before I go down. <laughs> I wanted to give a chance for uh, some of the training tweaks to kick in. Some of the things that I'm changing for my endurance, power endurance, finger strength endurance, and all that. I'd give them a few weeks to start to adapt to what I know needs to be done to power through it more. It'll probably be maybe the second week of May before I actually get down there. I do, I'm actually going down to the red, not this weekend, but next weekend. But I'm going with some fresh climbers. So we're just going to go do five nines and stuff like that and and teach them the ropes and set up top ropes. I'm just going to rope gun. That's all I'm doing. So it'll be a few weeks, but...
3: You can walk them by Omaha beach and say, this is what I'm climbing. Yeah.
2: There's, there's no, no business for, for this group to even walk anywhere near there. That whole <laughs> area is, um, it's in an area called the mother load. And uh, the name speaks for itself. Uh, the easiest routes there, like you need to warm up on 12 a. Wow. Everything is, I think there are two 11s. They're like 11 B or 11 D or something like that. They're not, they're short. They're. Low quality, they're not even worth jumping on. Everything else is 12a up to 14a. Yeah,
1: well, that's where that's where Sarah and I travel out to go project yeah. the warm ups. <laughs> that's but what I say. Not even if you, <laughs> you got Rich, that. you, you got were got talking that.
2: about um, if your uh trip to Indian Creek falls through, you were thinking about going to the red, yeah, everything in the red is just crazy pumpy, but this area is like. If you ever get a chance to even just walk by the approach is easy. It looks like it's the most iconic red river gorge looking crag in the entire area. I mean, it's just steep, huge, and they're jug halls. I mean, they really are jugs, but it is just something to see these routes tower over you and just feel completely insignificant off a single pitch like it's just it's massive
1: so when you're when you're going in for a project of that magnitude which is something i just i'm not much of a project person i think i have like the climbing adhd where i'm like (laughs) i'm always just chasing new things and whatever just like visually appeals to me at the moment Sarah and I have gone out climbing once and she probably couldn't keep track of me because I'm just like scurrying <laughs> around the crag, climbing whatever I see. But yeah, uh, you were
3: like, I already have a rope on this one over here, but I'm going to try this trad route and then I've got that one over there. Yeah, yeah, it was fun though. that's how
1: I find Yeah, there we go. We get along well in that case. That has
2: its place. <laughs> when we uh, when we travel to all these different states, I mean, if we only have a day there, that's what we do. I mean, we we go up a route, uh, try to site it. And if not, then we rest for a second on the bolt and, and go up. If it's something close, you know, I'll, I'll lower it down and try for uh, a second send go. But yeah, we we just crank through them, want to experience the area, and that's, that's one awesome. thing I loved about Farley. Actually, was uh, not having a guidebook. Uh, I know that's a an. Issue of contention in the. It's a, it's uh, a controversial. Yeah. T-
1: it's a controversial topic. We might. Why don't we? We can jump into that one. I know we, uh, yeah. we. We might have to take a pause. Why don't we? We'll dig into that a little bit after, which I yeah. think is good. But
2: I see both sides of it. But yeah, we oh yeah. we do that where we just jump from route to route to route, and uh, and that has its merits too. Yeah.
1: No, it's not, so when you're when you're going in for a project of that magnitude, though, like what's your. Uh, another thing that I really appreciate about talking to you is like the the focus on the training aspect and the work you need to put into it. I'm I'm a big like logistical planner because I don't necessarily step outside of my um, you know peak performance level as much, but I I try to go tackle different things that are more like logistical. So I know a lot of my pre work goes into like looking at it ahead of time and trying to think about what I need necessarily you know from a supply standpoint, but f- for you, how, how do you get yourself ready to jump on a 14A on a day and have balanced it out so you have enough energy to try to tackle it, but you're also warmed up enough to do it's a It's a tough balance, I have yeah. to
2: imagine. So there's, I I have everything written down. Everything is scheduled out, every training session, everything, my food, like I, I eat at specific times of the day. I go to bed at a certain time. I, I have... I drink a ga- oh, at least a gallon of water every day. I've got the jug right here. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> and I just stick to it. I film everything. Uh, I film every practice. Mm-hmm. I film every attempt on a route uh, to analyze efficiencies in climbing. You know, if, uh, if I'm pulling too hard into the shoulders and I'm not hanging off you know my skeleton like I should be, if my footwork is garbage, Am I not opening my hips up enough? You know, am I too stiff? Uh, I focus a lot on technique and watching every single thing. Uh, so if I'm doing laps on the spray wall and I'm doing, you know, five sets, five, six sets of that, I will film every single one of them. I will watch every single one of them and see what, uh, what I would do different. What went well, uh, also. Uh, so I usually do like, you know, three things that I didn't like three things that I did like, um, and the progression through, uh, as I get more and more tired through the training, you know, as I'm struggling more and more on each set, uh, how am I losing and using efficiency? Uh, so I analyze all that stuff. I have certain days of the week that I lift certain days, um, that I rest. And if I know that I'm going to be doing a trip, I make sure that I have two days fresh beforehand, especially if I'm doing a project route. Um, things get complicated when we've got a four hour drive to go down. Your hips and shoulders and neck and everything get tight. So when I get there, I, I have warm ups that I do that I loosen up the shoulders, uh, hip mobility exercises, wrist mobility. Um, and then that was actually one thing from my first burn of Omaha was my warm up was not efficient. Uh, I climbed a route that was a little too pumpy and I like getting pumped on warmups. I like to get that flash pump out of the way and, and rest for a good 20, 30 minutes. And then I I'm free to do whatever. Um, it was the wrong route to do. <laughs> I lost a lot of energy uh, on that route, and it burned me later on. The bottom half of the route, being a mid twelve and being juggy, is actually it's easier for me now to just warm up on the route. Um, mm. So I, I would never think of warming up on a fourteen as a warm up for a fourteen, but it's not fourteen until. You put it all together. Uh, so just tooling around on jugs. I don't care if I go bolt to bolt or anything like that. I just make sure that I'm feeling loose, feeling fresh. Fingers are warmed up. That I get the uh, the blood moving and everything like that. So there's all, all kinds of things. They they eventually piece together. Uh, a lot of it for me is the pre work, the the training, and sticking to a schedule. And and that's consistency is key. People tend to overcomplicate things, and then they just lose focus and and all that. I I keep it really simple uh, with my workouts, and that does I mean, not
3: sound simple at
2: all, <laughs> sir. <laughs> I, well, you, I mean, you'd be surprised. I have like Sunday is my lifting day. I do my my warm up. I get good and loose. And then I'll do my weighted hang boards. I get those out of the way first. So I'm not trying to do those after I've exhausted my shoulders or anything like that, that I can keep yeah. good form. Uh, so I get those out of the way and then I do all my lifts and I do uh, the big lifts, the compound moves that uh, work the entire body, work the core. I see people doing ab exercises all the time in the gym and I, I just think it's stupid. Uh, it's Everyone it's not that
3: abs out of your out don't of your do it
2: you don't need them <laughs> not that they don't have their merit i'd rather people do them than not do them but if you're trained to train your core for climbing it's the in my opinion uh, i do what works for me so and that's the other thing that i want to say is like this workout that i'm talking about fits me and my body and my strength requirements and my needs that are tailored to the climbs that i do I do my core workouts by doing squats, deadlifts, uh, and actually primarily front squats. So putting the bar in front of you instead of on your shoulders, as you do squats, uh, changes your center of gravity, keeps you more vertical as you come up and it engages more of your hip flexors and your lower core, core muscles. It engages the back, you're engaging your shoulders to keep that bar up. Um, So it's more of the muscles that you use to keep tension and hold yourself on an overhang than just doing some bicycle kicks on the floor or some planks or anything like that. Like planks are good. Uh, they, they have their purpose, but in training for climbing, like I I want to move, I want to breathe while I'm doing this and exert energy. So pushing that weight up is going to work all those same core muscles instead of just sitting there on your elbows and holding your button there. Monday is an endurance day, we've got a a 30 degree spray wall at the gym, I do 40 move circuits on crimps because that's the head wall of this project is just crimps on an overhang and just getting used to moving and moving and moving forever on an overhang on crimps and doing circuits of those. I've got lower intensity days also and um, make sure that I'm just getting volume in there, Uh, volume on jugs and I climb on jugs too like the big sinker, whole hand in it kind of jugs because um, one thing that I was noticing about a year ago was I was doing all this training on crimps uh, and then I would go to the red and my skin would be thrashed. And I was realizing that I wasn't getting any friction on the other, like the palm of my hand or any of the other pads of my fingers. they're 90% and, of
3: your hand. Yeah, and
2: so now I make it a point every, every week I'm doing... I'm dragging my hand over them and just roughing up the, the yeah. skin on my hand. So when I go to climb routes that are juggy, that my skin isn't the, the failing point. Um, well, then, I, w-
3: I feel like, uh, Rich is probably ready to sign up for your entire training program, can probably charge. Why? Just
2: because
1: I day. like climbing jugs
2: all day. <laughs> <laughs> no,
3: I feel like yeah. who
2: doesn't. And we all wish every route was jugs.
3: <laughs> I'm in, I'm convinced.
2: Yeah, I'm so. Uh, if, if you want it, I'll write something up for you. I yeah. I do I write up plans for people. I do one on one coaching, all that stuff, on top of all the the concert stuff that I do too. So it's something You're- I like doing. It forces me to talk about training, and and I just I love that just as much. It, I love teaching about climbing and talking about climbing and all things climbing so
1: that's awesome yeah. you're busy you're busy man and if if people want to uh talk to you about some of the training do they hit you up on your instagram as well yeah,
2: instagram's the best way cool. i mean i've got all my notifications on and everything okay. um i and even if it's just like nothing training related if people have questions about uh, how to maximize you know, cost while traveling or, hey, I'm thinking of going to New Mexico. Where should I go? Um, I, let me know. I've got information, books on everything, notes of everywhere I've ever been awesome. and, and places for food and lodging and all that stuff. Uh, I love talking to new people, uh, so do not hesitate to reach out to me. I, I did that with you guys. I reached out, like, "Hey, yeah. I love the podcast," and I, I'm, and here we afraid. are. So, yeah, look at us now. It's <laughs> <That's> awesome.
1: <laughs> well, we'll tell you what, Rob. Let's take a quick break because we're using Zoom and we got to yep. like, you know, stop and start again and do some of that kind of fun stuff. So, why don't we come back in a couple of minutes? And I'd love to ask a little bit about you. Told, <laughs> you and I had some fun conversation about South Carolina. <laughs> Uh, oh but I'd God. also like to talk a little bit more about some of the crags that you got to experience in the Northeast and go into some details there. Cause you have some great insight on it. I live around it and I still feel like I was like learning things from you talking to you about it's, it before. So
2: <laughs> everyone loves the West, but one of my favorite areas is the Northeast, man. There we go. Mm-hmm. I love it.
1: Well, why don't we pause for now and we'll, uh, we'll jump back in in a few and uh, go from there.
2: You got it.
3: I wanted to make one comment. Just hearing you talk about like all of your intense, Like detailed training and the dedication to that and it's kind of interesting because i'm also like like rich said i i'm not a big projector yet i'm kind of uh i guess like earlier on in that uh just stage of my climbing career and not Mm -hmm. really doing any training either but i thought it was really interesting that your your primary gym that you climb at is all bouldering I've been going to a gym that's uh, kind of the, the renowned like lead climbing wall, uh, Mm -hmm. roach climbing gym in this area. And that was kind of where I started out for a long time, but very recently I've started bouldering a lot more and I noticed how much that really like changed uh, just my strength and like ability in lead climbing.
2: So I, I actually, I love it. I, I missed the ropes at first. Uh, the the gym. It's it's the closest one in Columbus to me. It's open 24 hours. So when I wake my ass up at three in the morning to go to the gym at four, uh, it's open and I'm the only one in there. It's great. That's I uh, awesome. I tie into the Bluetooth. I blast my music. No one's around to complain about my choices in music, and yeah. uh, and I can I can power scream. I can I can do whatever the hell I want in there. But it, I mean, really, it bouldering is the best way to improve strength and technique and finger strength. And uh, you can still train endurance. I, I have noticed my endurance suffer, but I think that was more in my own training choices. There are plenty of professional climbers, some of the best in the world that only climb uh, in bouldering caves. If you, if you look at what happened during covid And all of Europe being in lockdown, guys like Stefano Gasolfi, Adam Andra, they all had home walls. And all they Mm -hmm. did were laps and hard boulders on spray walls. And as soon as restrictions were lifted, they were sending high 14s, 15s and everything uh, with having not been on a rope in a year. You know, all those tabletop traverses and chair challenges and everything uh, had their purpose, but yeah, those guys did nothing but boulder, uh, and train endurance by bouldering, uh, that whole time. And, and it's the same thing for me. I, I would still prefer to get the, the height exposure and, um, the, the practice holding on a hold and clipping, which I mock. I'll do circuits and I'll find a good hold to rest on and shake out on and practice clipping or or resting before clipping, finding new rest positions, ways I can move my body. I've actually discovered some new ways that are actually pretty efficient for me to rest uh, on that 30 degree that I train on Uh, and also practice resting on bad holds too. If your clipping position is on a, you know, you're well above your last bolt and your clipping hold is a crimp and you're pumped out of your mind. If you don't train for that, then your likelihood of getting through it is much, much harder. Not, it's not impossible, but it becomes a lot harder if you don't prepare for those kind of things. So Mm -hmm. yeah, it, it can definitely be done by bouldering. Yeah.
3: A friend of mine that I've been climbing with a lot, she's definitely a, primarily a boulderer in her, uh, phases of training and she was she's been getting me to go a lot more and I kind of be like when are we gonna go to the water town gym like that's the one with the lead climbing and she's yeah. like next time next time but I've definitely bought into a little bit more now since I kind of like saw some improvement so I'm, I'm down for it I, I'm um, the
2: reluctant boulderer
3: <laughs> I thought it would be a good idea to just jump into some questions around your Climate States project, just to kind of like do a report to date of some of your favorites, maybe some less favorite areas. I think maybe there was some South Carolina. Oh my, conversation. Yeah, oh my God. Oh my God. We don't I'm have sure enough time have in, there in the
2: world to talk about South Carolina. Just don't. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you can
3: cover it in a, you can give us like the, the biggest overview of that and you can never come back to it again. But yeah. Get your
2: sensor bleep ready yeah
3: why don't we start with that? i'm ready <laughs> i think there's some buttons
1: on this thing i'm recording with that i can do that with
2: but i'll i'll try to do it post <laughs> if i and- could fight a state <laughs> oh it would be south carolina any
3: listeners from south carolina get ready Rob's yeah, coming I, to fight no, i'm the not state. i'm
2: not fighting the people the people were cool i just want to fight the state as an entity uh, south carolina and i have beef the people were cool we actually came down uh it was a snowstorm in Ohio, and we drove all the way south, and it was not snowing there, but our car was covered in road salt and, and all of that, and we still had, it was cold enough that nothing really melted off our car, so when we got down there, all the locals were like, where'd you come from? Uh, Away, <laughs> Way up north. Don't um, worry about it. Yeah, yeah, it's not coming for you. South Carolina is a very wet state, and all of the climbing in South Carolina is slab, all of yep. it. Uh, there are a couple Fun. steep routes in some of these crags, but I'm not driving eight hours to climb the one steep route. Uh, I'm going to experience the area. So I had to time everything based on weather. So middle of summer was out. I was not going down to South Carolina in the dead of summer. I, I did that with Mississippi and learned my lesson. Swam, swamp, swampy? <laughs> yeah. Hot and, <laughs> hot and humid um I'm which i'm i'm used to with the red red river gorge gets uh upper 90s and high high humidity yeah new river gorge is technically a rainforest i think i might be wrong on oh. that too somebody can yell at me later but uh we'll google uh, it uh yeah i'll, I'll try wrong. to fact check while i'm <laughs> over right. here we're gonna
3: we're gonna fact check later we'll listen to this
2: idiot <laughs> so i'm kind of used to that but it's just different down south like it's a heavier heat like it's Mm -hmm. it's hard to explain unless you've been in it and it was middle of summer just heavy heavy humidity and heat and the mosquitoes and all that stuff so but yeah south carolina had to really Time around temperature and weather, and even weather—you just can't predict down there because it's right. Every the state's small enough; everything is close to the coast, so you get storms rolling in all the time. And it basically became a, a game of just stare at the weather channel and pounce. Uh, so we would Brian and I would line up a series of dates that we were available, and we found. We basically just wait and like two days beforehand, we'd be like, all right, this is the one we're going. It took me over a year of attempted trips to get down there before we actually got it to stick. It was, it was miserable to yes. have, so I've, I've been ticking everything off on a, a map and highlighting, that. yeah, <laughs> highlighting the say I have a few of them on, on my Instagram that just kind of show the progress and there's nothing that irritates me more when yeah. I have a goal, like when I want to accomplish this, and especially that state specifically, I was trying to do and just couldn't do it, and seeing that hole in my map, like it was just. Yeah aggravating
3: yeah that Uh, that was pretty funny pretty funny visual representation of the whole whole thing it's like when you see a picture of like some tiled kitchen floor and there's like one tile that's like out of place and it's like yeah it was it was horrible and
2: it ended up being a beautiful day too like not a cloud in the sky the weather was perfect uh it was it was cool but not cold uh, so we didn't have any problem like sweating off of slab or anything like that. We were able to, to try hard and, and experience a bunch of stuff. Uh, everything from a 5'6 all the way up into uh, upper 12s. Some areas are limited on on what they have. I mean, Louisiana uh, has one rock. Uh, and that, that was actually, that's one of my favorites and not for the climbing Uh, When I did that, Louisiana as a state did not exist on Mountain Project. And uh, (laughs) I knew that John Sherman, the creator of the uh, Mm V-scale, had tried to do all 50 states. And I know he had trouble with every, he was able to do everything, I think, but Louisiana. And he may have done it by now, but I remember reading articles about like Louisiana was the one that he just couldn't do. Find I spent, to find. yeah, I, I knew it existed. I reached out to people on Mountain Project that I knew were from Louisiana. And I asked them like, hey, where's this thing? And like, we don't know, good luck. So I, I had breadcrumbs that I was able to piece together. And I, for six weeks, I scoured U.S. Geological Survey maps, trying to find something that looked like elevation, that would be something climbable. And then piecing that with the breadcrumbs that I had, I went to New Orleans and drove up four hours in the hopes that I would find this boulder. And I did, and it was garbage, uh, <laughs> but, but it was climbable and it counts and I'm never doing it again. But the the search of it, the hunt was a lot of fun. So there, there are states like that. South Carolina was uh, its own nightmare, but I ended up really enjoying it. It was beautiful, it was fun climbing. Texas was another challenge that was the last one that I did so in Columbus one of the big attractions and events that we have is the Arnold Schwarzenegger Arnold Classic Uh, it's the the sports and bodybuilding competition that they do here in Columbus and uh, our flight to Dallas so we we had a connection out of Dallas into San Antonio My plane was filled with bodybuilders leaving the Arnold. So everyone, it was a packed flight, everyone shoulder to shoulder. My flight ended up getting delayed four hours because the right engine uh, was overheating. So Uh. they caught it on the ground but I missed my connecting flight that would have got me there in time to get the best climbing conditions of the week. And I ended up having to play the uh, Dodge of the Rain game on very slick limestone. Uh, so that was its own adventure. Uh, it was supposed to be several days before going down. It was supposed to be 77 and sunny and it ended up being like 45 degrees the whole time. Like I left Ohio to escape the cold and we brought the weather with us and it was very, very cold. Sounds like a lot of
3: adventures and a lot of challenges.
2: So there, but also, I mean, that was a lot of fun. I've had fun everywhere that I've gone. There are places where people are like, why would you ever go there? It's not Colorado. Yeah, I know. It's Uh, it's part of
3: the project. You've got to find some, you got to find some pebble to climb.
2: If you can't enjoy the little things, then what the fuck is the point? You know, (laughs) and not all climbing is Colorado. In fact, Colorado is not my favorite. Uh, okay, well then,
3: let's hear what's your favorite.
2: So I am partial to southern sandstone. Uh, it's just the yeah. most that I've climbed in my life. We has get been it. Southern sandstone. We get it. Yeah, I know it's nice. It's grippy. Uh, you can smear your feet all over it all day. Um, But there have been some really cool ones. Uh, Horseshoe Canyon Ranch down in Arkansas is this big ranch that they allow bolting and climbing. Uh, You camp and there are a herd of horses around your tent when you wake up. Um, Goats and sheep and all this stuff. And then some great climbs. That's one I want to get back to. There's a 14 called Paying the Rent that um, Chris Sharma was staying there for a while and they let him stay there for free there's a, there's a fee for camping but he was there for like weeks and weeks apparently they said if he would put up this route that they weren't going to charge him for it so that's how it got its name paying the rent uh and it just oh, it cool. looks cool it's striking it doesn't it actually doesn't look like any of the other rock formations that are down there in terms of color style all that stuff so i, I really want to get back down there for that we got rained out on the last day we were going to try it but that one and then northeast i have a special place in my heart for the new and the red that's world-class climbing but it's not just uh,
3: you're not just saying that because you're on a northeast no
2: i one of my favorite places in the world is rumney i will go there as many times in my life as i can my favorite route of all time like i said is predator this last trip it was soaking wet i mean like waterfall off that route and i normally you can climb it in the rain i've done it it was too wet and it was depressing because I was looking forward to reclimbing that route for like two months straight. I, it's all I could think of. I was setting like dummy boulder problems in the gym. We have a 45 degree prowl. It looks just like it. We have the decoy schist series, which is modeled after Rumney. I mean, I, I was able to recreate the route and I was training and training and training for it. And then I couldn't do it. So on the fly, we were just like, all right, let's walk around and find something. Waimea happened to be dry. So we went over there and just crushed it but i i love romney what did you find
3: at wendia
2: uh we did all the 12s i did bottom feeder which is 13a it's only three bolts to the chains but it's just a it's a highball boulder problem i on this one i've played around on china beach before but i didn't get a chance on this one i i have no business being on that route but you don't know unless you try uh, people are what, I, that drives what's, me china beach is, what's the grade of china beach 14 I want to say B or C and there's a 15 over there too, uh, which yeah. I'd absolutely have no business being on, but I mean, I will try it. I will, China I will try to just 14 B just chime B? in. NL. Okay. <laughs> yeah. The man with the facts, but I will always try. You never know. I, this is my biggest complaint with people is they're like, Oh, that's above my pay grade, which I think is a load of shit. I
1: actively, if you were to tally that on this podcast so far, I probably say that like, 45 times. I, so. I know. But I've, listened to, I've <laughs> listened to all the episodes.
2: I I know. But you don't know unless you try. And I right, right. I have That's been searching. surprised on both ends of the spectrum, too. I have been on routes that I was like, oh, there's no way. And I, I did phenomenal on them. And then I've had routes, Farley, <laughs> that uh, normally I don't even think twice about 11s there's uh, an 11 i think it's b it's called the beach am i is that it it's i don't know wall, i i don't know there's no guidebook I don't,
3: <laughs> I don't even i don't know it i've always gone off of like a hand-drawn map from somebody when you go and, up the trail to yeah. the
2: the wall of oh was it the wall of early morning light yeah uh when you go up there one of the routes like just off to the left is this 11 i think it's a b and i think it's called the beach and normally I, I don't even think twice about anything under 12 a and I, it shut me down hard. <laughs> like I str- I could not get the beta. I struggled so hard on that. And it was, it was frustrating. It was a, a lesson in self-composure for me because I was getting mad. Like I wanted to kick the wall. I, and I had to stop and calm myself and be like, what am I doing wrong here? Like what, what is possible
3: can you describe just, what d- about the oh do you have I one? was
1: just gonna chime in it's a uh 11d it's called the beach oh
2: yeah. right, well, I feel better there you go I hope that still, helps. like
3: I it's so weird like I don't know any of the names of it I only know the names of a few of the climbs there but like I'm much more of a visual person I'm like yeah. trying to figure out I'm like do I know which one that is I don't know it's uh, uh
1: just to the right of where the falcon nest is with all the bird poop <laughs> like a tremendous amount, it like it's pretty prominent. So, <laughs>
2: but like I have to
1: keep my eye out for that.
2: It's very it's beta intensive. There's a bunch of slopers, high feet, all kinds of weird stuff. And I just I could I was struggling on reading it that day. I don't know mm-hmm. what it was, but I just I was getting shut down so hard right. left and right. And like bolt to bolt for like the first half of the round, and eventually got my shit together, uh, <laughs> and uh, and was able to to finish out. But I. I was so frustrated on it and and there could be, there are plenty of routes where like an easier grade that most people wouldn't think twice about will struggle on or vice versa. If you think that that one's way out of my league, you'd be surprised at what people are capable of doing. And I always tell people try. The gym that I go to, we don't do grades it's to encourage people uh, a it encourages no ego because if you're climbing it you don't really know what that grade is you can oh i'm i only climb v8 or it'll encourage new climbers to jump on something that if there was a number in front of it they wouldn't even bother to try
3: yeah i think that's the most at the climbing in the gym i mean i'm like from the uh the the post the post free solo generation of uh climbers the the baby boom after free solo and climbing in the gym I think the funnest things to like the funnest routes to try are one of the ones that don't have grades yet bouldering yeah. and like lead climbing it's like doesn't mm-hmm. have a grade on it I'm so much more yes. psyched to get on it
2: and, and, and every gym is like that when they put up when they put up new routes before they put that tag on it everyone climbs them. No yeah. one thinks twice about it. And, and that's what I love. And then they put that grade on it and people are like, oh, that was that was that grade? Yeah, yeah no, and, and look how you mm-hmm. did on it. Like, even if you didn't send or whatever, who cares? Yeah. Like, what did you learn? Did you learn something new? Did you learn something about your strengths or something to work on? Like, it just, it, it drives me nuts when people like Rich, uh, <laughs> I'm like, Oh no, it's above my pay grade. And I'm like, just try it, man. You have yeah. no idea what you're capable of.
3: Yeah. I, but it's funny because I, I definitely like have that mentality too. And I went, I went climbing at Rumney one time with uh, a friend, uh, a group of people who were all climbing way harder than me. And it was a rainy day. And when it's raining and you go to Rumney, you can't find anything easy. There's nothing <laughs> yeah, yeah. that you can touch. Yeah. So yeah. the only dry crag was Waimea. So I was like, all right, and I'll just chill and like eat some snacks, whatever. And um, yeah, I think uh, her and her friends were projecting techno surfing. Oh, I and, love that route.
2: I love yeah, that route.
3: And I like, I mean, I definitely like, not something that I would consider uh, projecting at this moment, but it was really fun. I like hopped on the top rope, like in between their burns, and right. But you got a,
2: you got through moves, and you learn yeah. new things, and and probably surprised yourself, right?
3: Well, I I figured out that I'm very at the time I had a very difficult time making myself actually like jump and like do something mm-hmm. <laughs> dynamic. Yeah, but it was it was fun to at least that's to at a least
2: great route climb up on by something. the way
3: yeah it's very cool and it's very inspiring um
2: Um,
3: i was going to um just wrap up a couple other questions about your uh climate states project um just wondering are there any states you would redo or any honorable mentions within there
2: yes um vermont uh i've been to so we kind of got rained out while well, snowed out of uh vermont we we only found a couple dry rocks that we were able to do a, for the purpose of the bucket list counts i've been up to bolton before and i actually want to go back and redo that oklahoma i would redo oklahoma happened by accident we were in illinois and we were working our way down to um arkansas for horseshoe canyon ranch and we were just like hey uh there's a, a blue dot on mountain project that's near the border of arkansas do you want to just go to Oklahoma, (laughs) and spur of the moment, we were like, okay, and uh, there was a a route that questionable bolting and specifically said, do not fall, and we're like, okay, uh, we're sold, and uh, And Just we ended chasing up
3: chasing the blue dot
2: we we were looking for it and we couldn't find it we ended up where where the gps was leading us ended up in private property where Classic. like if we drove any further it was clear we were going to get shot uh, i mean it was like deep america <laughs> we america. shoot trespass and we shoot trespassers yeah and so we ended up wandering around again looking at topographical maps and uh, found a boulder with a bad landing and a bad top out and we just did it anyway. Stuck out. But there's cool cool stuff in Oklahoma that I would totally go back out for uh, and redo that for sure. Uh, So there's there's a few of them, uh, but New England's still one of my favorites. I mean, across the board. Uh, whether We're paying him
3: to say that. No,
2: no, I, I really <laughs> mean that. It's the people, o- outside clearly. Of, it's the people. You've got the, the classic destination places out west, but uh, Shagcrag in Maine, I'd never been there before. That place is incredible, and I cannot wait to go there again. Uh, Rumney, right. I will go a million times. I will absolutely go back to Farley. There's a bunch of stuff. I, um, I'm I've still got to get
3: that 11 d
2: <laughs> Yeah, I know. I, yeah, vengeance. Uh, <laughs> but, like, after finding this podcast i actually i reached out to i've reached out to some of the people that you've had on here before and one of them being shane uh oh, there's sweet. uh yeah I've, I've actually been talking to him a lot like he's, he's my boy uh oh. <laughs> uh hey shane um glad he's coming home soon too by the oh, way yeah. um so that's cool. But I'm going to get his ass in shape because he wants to go to the red and uh, I'm going to get him pumped on some jugs. You guys
3: will be um, unstoppable together.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, but there's uh, 13 he was telling me about that he did that I really want to find. I, I knew of it, but I didn't really know anything about it or where it was or what it was called or anything. So I didn't even know what to ask people. Uh, so I, that's something I would totally go back for. It's a cool area, too, by the way. Um, the, the work that the Climbers Coalition, the Western Mass Climbers Coalition, has done there is phenomenal. Um, yeah. That's something that, Rich, you and I had talked about, um, is the value of those coalitions uh, and the work that they do in providing access. As some of, And being all around the country, I've seen the good ones and I've seen the bad ones. Uh, places where you got to bushwhack your way to the crag and the bolts are rusted and no one takes care of anything. Or uh, like in Ohio, we have um, Mad River Gorge and there used to be a trailer park up on top of this cliff line and people would just throw their trash over it. Mm -hmm. Uh, That trailer park is no longer there. And so our climbers coalition made this massive effort to clean up all the tires, cars, all the broken we're still uh, years later still finding broken glass we're just trying to clean up the area mm-hmm. um but like western mass is phenomenal that the porta potty and the servicing of the porta potty and the parking that they're working to secure and working with the local private landowners and everything like it the it's phenomenal and rich mm-hmm. i mentioned that uh the trail sign uh i've never seen a trail marker look so cool It's that like lord of the Rings style like and, yeah yeah <laughs> oh yeah it's beautiful it, it's i told like, him i was you like, like you gotta describe this again middle earth. yeah it's like, it's like walking into middle <laughs> earth you're in this forest there's rock stairs and everything and then there's this We're sign that's like here. carved we, yeah, out. yeah we want
3: to make it an experience it's all you.
2: stained and everything and i like the signs the best we get in ohio it's like a piece of pine with like someone carved and branded you know the name of a route pointed with an arrow this way yeah uh and it's got bird shit all over it <laughs> and, and and that we one, keep our bird like,
1: shit on the rocks thank you <laughs> yeah yes yeah, yes <laughs> right over yeah, the beach. Right yeah, over the beach. <laughs> yeah,
2: big big shout
3: out to the WMCC. They definitely do a lot yes, of great work. Phenomenal for us.
2: work. Uh and like even lesser known ones like Shagcrag. it's maintained by the local climbers. There's no coalition. It's just the local climbers and they put up perma draws. like they put their own money into it to mm-hmm. develop the the trails leading up to it, to bolting everything, making sure the bolts are fresh. To uh, cleaning the routes and doing all the trundling and knocking off loose blocks of rock and all that stuff, and then investing their own money into perma draws that other people are wearing out—I mean, that's just phenomenal. New England, I, as a whole, has the the coalition impact on the lock, like it's it's top notch compared to. Uh, they don't get the traffic that like Indian Creek gets and Indian Creek had now through the access fund has um, like crag stewards. They have a tent that talks mm-hmm. about like people that they pay to just talk about being good stewards of the land and, you know, don't, step on the vegetation stay on the path clean up your Pack dog shit. Your like, shit. Yeah, <laughs> yes and it's important people don't oh well it's biodegradable well it has a huge impact on everything your banana peels and orange peels last a long time a lot longer than you think so proper mm-hmm. etiquette goes a L- long L-N-T, way everybody. yes leave no trace <laughs> yeah. So how so, do you
1: how do you figure that out though? You know, Rob, you and I were talking about different ways to contribute because the WMCC does a lot from like the working with the relationships with landowners and the access and a lot of the um, you know the trail systems and such like that. The bolting actually, uh, WMCC has been sharing a lot of posts lately that they actually don't maintain the build, uh the bolts. It's a lot of the locals that are really. Um, that are, are stepping up to do that uh, as well. But you and I had some of this conversation yeah. before, but like,
2: how do you contribute on the
1: day-to-day or um, there what you can do to- There
2: are multiple ways. I mean, uh, one is contribute money, like donate to them. If you can, uh, if you can only do one. So a lot of your local Climbers coalitions are subgroups of the access fund. So you can have an access fund membership, which has its own perks and stuff. You usually get a t-shirt out of it with a cool design. Mm -hmm. And that money goes to help protect access all around the country. The, The access fund will fight for South Carolina and like this tiny little crag that we are at. And they will fight for trail building at Rumney. They will do things for Red River Gorge and every small crag in the country that they can to protect access for climbers uh, because we do have a big impact on everything we leave chalk all over the place we wear down mm-hmm. trails and vegetation we overrun with parking and it's, as the sport grows with the olympics and just the popularity of the sport in general as more and more people are getting outside with working from home now and all that stuff it's just that the impact keeps getting worse and worse and they're trying to stay ahead of it uh, so that we don't lose that access and, and piss off the landowners and all that. So if um, if you could only donate to one group, I would say go to the access fund. If you can also support your local Crag uh, coalitions like Western Mass or for me Ohio Climbers Coalition, please do that. And if you can't, if you've got not a dollar to spend, donate your time because every single place mm-hmm. needs help cleaning up trash rebuilding trails all kinds of stuff goes into it that just needs man hours and if you appreciate the places that you climb put a little back into it and you can do both there's no the sky is the limit but i see the impact of that negative and positive that was one thing when i got back to Romney on this last trip in november i was blown away by how different it looked and not in a good way going up to the orange crush area i remember the last time i was there like it was green the trees were rooted and everything and this time it was a mudslide. it Mm -hmm. was just trail erosion everywhere roots bare roots for the trees and everything which it all tumbles downhill uh Mm -hmm. and i know access fund was working on on some access trail building for for that trail but they need the funding for it. They need the man hours for it. So uh, it takes a lot of work to get stairs built and things like that. That's such um, a
3: great like s- specific example in our area because there's, I mean, just like everywhere else, there's been a huge uptick in people joining climbing gyms in the Boston area. The mm-hmm. chain of gyms that both Rich and I climb at, they're opening three new bouldering gyms all within like a couple miles of each other in Boston. And Rummy has, I mean, obviously seen a huge, huge surge of people going there in the summer and, and everybody talks about it. We all complain about it because the crowds are crazy but it's just something that we all have to try our hardest to manage and reduce that
2: impact. The popularity is not going away. Yeah. The popularity is not not going away. So we have to be proactive and not reactive Mm -hmm. because right now we are being reactive. Mm -hmm. The the groups like Western Mass Climbers Coalition, the access fund, they they are trying to be proactive and especially working with the landowners when you've got private access, like Farley, And if you are not parking where you're supposed to and you're starting to anger them, it's real quick to get shut down. And it's really hard to get back. It's not like, oh, we're sorry, we learned our lesson. They're like, okay, (laughs) here you go. Uh, it doesn't work like that. Yep. And I've seen places, the Ohio crag I was talking about, Mad River Gorge, it was shut down to climbing for a long time, years and years and years. And mm-hmm. it took a lot of work for the Ohio Climbers Coalition to get that access back. And then they had to go through and rebolt everything because everything yep. was overgrown and the bolts were rusted and it was just, and then yep. the cleanup on top of it is just ridiculous. So, mm-hmm. Staying ahead of the game and being good stewards and, and good climbers and treating with a, a local ethic of leave no trace and being respectful to everyone. Mm-hmm. Building fires only where they're allowed, yes. taking your trash out, stuff like that.
3: If I, it's too busy at the crag and go can't else. find anything to climb, just go to a different crag.
2: You know how many rocks there are in New England? I, yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, you, yeah, you yeah, found everywhere. some in North Absurd. Dakota. so <laughs> <laughs> I, I can find a rock anywhere. It's, yeah. it's so, true. I and, think you've proven up that. There, so. If it's crowded, if you cannot get into that parking lot, there are yeah. other cool places really close by that you can boulder at put ropes up and all that stuff. And even like a drive to, it didn't take us very long to get to anywhere in Vermont. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's not far away from Rumney and Rumney has so many places. You've got like, if the parking lot wall is full, go to another spot. They're not all Waimea where everything's tough man climbs. There are plenty of low grade, mid grade routes Mm -hmm. everywhere. Like you can find another crag crag with really cool stuff just because it's not the five star cover of the magazine wall, you know, you can still have a good time elsewhere if it's crowded.
1: Yeah, there we go. And for all those places Great that are message. not the cover of the magazine, that's where you talk to me because I know where all those ones are at. You want to find a good and five, six? Talk to your boy. I got you. Yeah, so. Rich,
3: Rich just brought me to uh, Mormon Hollow, which is like basically across the street from Barley It's really close. Yeah, I looked that at before. that. Yeah,
1: I looked really at going cool. there. Yep. Yeah, and so, I was like, okay, I nah. can
3: come here anytime Farley is uh-huh. uh too crowded and it's actually an easier approach. So it's
1: that, less it's hiking, true. more funding. So no, well, this think, whole what's on. that? I was just gonna say, I mean if you're if you're local at uh Farley and you're running out of space, you got Mormon, you got Rose Ledge, you got Sun Bowl within thirty minutes, and then if all those are full direct message me and I'll send you somewhere else. Yep. Uh, Reach out,
2: reach out to local climbers. They will point you in the right direction. Um, And that's actually one thing that, beyond my own inability to document like my own personal life. Like I can, I will chart everything for my training. It is stupid. The amount of notes I have and videos of my training that I have, but anything that happens in my life, I suck at taking pictures. Like it's like the rest of my life doesn't exist. And that was one thing of like all the places I've been to so many places out West. I don't have one freaking picture of any of it from like two decades of climbing. Like I had nothing. It doesn't exist. Um, and uh, I wanted to document that for myself. Like, it was just an easy way of like, I didn't care if a single person followed me. It was a way to have like mm-hmm. an online photo dump. I didn't have to uh, hog memory on my phone, keeping all these pictures or anything. That's
3: like, actually something that I really want to talk about, but we're going to get kicked off of this. Yeah. In all right, we're going to so so close
2: this
1: session. We'll start talks. another one. <laughs> so, here we go. So hold that, <laughs> yep. hold that thought. We'll jump back game. in. <laughs>
3: your account and the way that you communicate about what you're doing um there's just something like interesting about it because you know hearing hearing on the surface okay here's this guy who's doing this like you know get a climb in every state it could be very like it it could be very uh like braggy or like here's you know here's the grades that i'm climbing here are the routes that i'm taking and it could be very like centered around that, um, but I think it's really respectable, like the direction that you've taken it in. And if you, I mean, I of course, stock to your account. Um, and I think that the, the way that the way that you're like talking about it and presenting this project uh, through the, your social media a bit, um, it's 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 very like personal reflection. It's it's plugging the local areas. It's education about the access and um just the community there and i think that's really a respectable way to do it and doesn't make it you know all about the grade that you climb i don't think you i I haven't found one where you've said like this is the this is the route that i did or this is the grade so there's like a great there's a
2: few in there but if you if you look at those ones and and this is something that i actually wanted to touch on um it's uh, one i don't care at all about social media. The only thing mm-hmm. I have is Instagram. I don't have Facebook, I don't have Twitter, yeah. I don't I don't none of that. I don't care. I don't care if a single person follows me or not. Um but what I noticed in in tagging locations and climbers coalitions and everything is that people were reaching out about places that they may not have known about. Uh and it's a way now for me to show access to some really unique places. Um, and especially if you live in like Louisiana and you're a climber, like you don't have a chance to get on real rock unless you go to Arkansas or something. Um, so if you're local to that area, now you have an option. Um, the ones that I actually mention routes that I climb, there's usually a great range. Like I, I don't just put like the hardest one that I did. I will climb everything in the area. When I went to South Carolina, we climbed a five, six when I was at Horseshoe Canyon ranch in, uh, Arkansas did a five, six. Like I don't care about the grade Mm -hmm. because whoever is looking at this, that could be something that they're struggling to get up. And, Mm -hmm. um, and I want to highlight that for people. I'm always going to try to find an area like the mother load or secret 13 out in Nevada where I can push myself. I love Mm -hmm. that too. But for me, this was like, I just want to see the country like I, and I like climbing. So I'm going to find these areas. I'm going to experience the area and, and appreciate what's there because uh, being in Ohio, I don't have access to a lot. So to me, any stone is good stone. Like our, our climbing is garbage. It's Chausie limestone. It's like 25 feet tall at best. Um, so, Did I, you, so
3: I'm guessing you, you must have, you included Ohio, you planned something in Ohio yeah Uh, within this project
2: right (laughs) within the project i just tagged mad river gorge uh we actually have and there was another one it was like the first post it's like might as well start with the home state yeah Uh, (laughs) but the one right after it is actually we have a park uh it's one of the large i think it's one of the largest outdoor uh man-made climbing gyms in the country uh Uh, there's a local park it's a, a city park and it's got um the whole thing is made of fiberglass and it's made to Mimic, I think, Utah, if I'm not mistaken, Hmm. Um, but you can climb the actual structure of it like you're climbing a real rock. and then they also bolt it. So every once in a while, like every like oh God, it's gotta be like three years. Um, they somebody will re, uh reset some routes with jugs and some harder ones and all the T-nuts are stripped and it's filled with bees and hornets. Yeah. Um, it's <laughs> but it's something and it's cool. Sounds and I actually I tag that too, because I that it's just neat. It's it's yeah. unique. Um, and then, yeah, every, everything else after that, um, uh, I, I, got the surrounding states out of the way cause it's really easy to get to a lot of States from Ohio. Like we're centralized mm-hmm. to damn near everything, uh, within a 12 hour drive, I can hit most of the country.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, so for me to just knock out Michigan, Indiana, Kentucky, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, like it, it all happened in like a week. Uh, and then I nice. was just like, okay, I'm going to commit to this and, and started getting some, some good ones in there. But yeah, I, I want people to be able to see this stuff because if you go to the New River Gorge, like there are thousands of routes and I, I want people to be able to see, like there's cool stuff on both sides of the river and for miles and miles and miles, like there are certain walls that get a lot of attention and certain walls that don't like, and there's good stuff all over the place. So it, it, if I can give an experience to somebody else, then it's worth it for me to put, you know five minutes into a post.
3: <laughs> yeah. So love it. Well, thank you so much for sharing your time with us. I feel like, thank you guys. You've really, you've really capped it off in, in a way that I couldn't even, I couldn't find, I couldn't ask a question that would uh, get a better answer. So uh,
2: and if, if anyone ever has questions about anything, uh, whether it's climbing or not, or places I've been, or places you want to go, reach out to me. I, I'm not afraid of strangers. I'll talk <laughs> your ear off. So uh, if you if reach out and, and ask away.
3: Find Rob at Climb the States on Instagram. It's the only place you can find him. <laughs> That's the
2: only place I can be found.
3: But he loves to get DMs.
2: Yeah. All right, Rob. Well, thank you. This has
1: been awesome. I've had such a good time talking to you before we were even <laughs> likewise, recording. Likewise. For everyone else, we were uh, talking on the phone the uh, earlier this week, and I was like, damn it. We should have been recording because there's a lot of gold here. But you've been able to replicate all of it here for us, Rob. So it's been uh, awesome I'm, getting to I'm talk glad. to you. And I'm looking forward to talking to you. you know, I'm if glad you guys uh, were. <laughs> Well... We'll right. fix that later. It's not He's a dog dropped. vomiting this week. It's just me backhanding a, a cup of tea off of my
2: stool. If you guys are ever remotely in the area, New River Gorge, Red River Gorge, anything like that, hit me up. I will show you around. Okay. If I'm back in the area, I will hunt you down
1: sounds wonderful <laughs> awesome expected. all right well thank you uh this has been off belay podcast and we've been talking with rob brock at climb the states on instagram so thank you everybody for joining hope you enjoy if you have any questions hit us up or definitely hit up rob because he's looking to talk to everybody about all the states he's getting to so thank you so much